following is a sponsored program paid for by Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group, Remax Results. Welcome to Rochester Real Estate, featuring Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group, Remax Results, and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning, Andy Brownell, News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Of course, it's Saturday, and of course, I'm chatting with Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group, Remax Results. Good morning, Robin. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm doing great. How about yourself? Um, I could have done without the recent snow. Oh. It was starting to look like spring, and I hear the birds chirping like crazy, and then I look outside, <laughs> and everything's full of snow. But... Uh, it is what it is. It is. And I, I share your sentiment. Um, it was a setback, but... Well, we're going to spring ahead tomorrow night regardless, right? Yes. And we're going to be in the 40s by the middle of the week next week. So, And so because it is spring ahead, I know everybody has heard this over and over, but it is time to, you know, at least for at our house, it's time to check the, change the batteries and the smoke detectors and um, definitely check your battery in your thermostat. You know, that's one that people forget yes. to do. And... Um, I saw on the news the other day that somebody said, ch check your fire extinguishers and make sure they're not out to date. You know, oh, out yeah. date. I never remember to do that, but I did after I saw that. So Carbon carbon monoxide detectors as well. Yes. Yeah. Just make, every, make sure everything is working because there's no point in having it to protect you if the battery isn't working. And you hear these nightmare stories from firefighters that... They go into a place where a tragedy has occurred and they found that, you know, somebody had pulled out the nine volt battery because they needed one for some reason in the middle or of the summer. Or it was chirping and they didn't want to deal yeah. with it or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know it is a shame when that happens for sure. Uh, to err is human, but in that case, it's a tragic, tragic error when it does exactly. happen. Exactly, exactly. So yes, take the take the time to change out those batteries and make sure everything is in good shape. You know, it's amazing these alarm systems like these ADTs and all these alarm systems, all the stuff that they offer now. And it's not expensive. Like you can sign up for some of these things for like 35 bucks a month and not just for a fire, but like let's say you're gone away for the winter and now we've had all this you know snow and it's warming up and there's going to be water everywhere yeah. and there's alarms that if you get water in your house it goes off and so you know so i mean it's pretty high tech stuff and definitely i think worth investing in if you spend any amount of time at all away from your home especially and, snowbirds i imagine yes that'd be yes, a really big yep, deal absolutely i have a neighbor who installed one of these really fancy thermostats that has sensors throughout the house and detects temperature changes and apparently it had a program in it that if it didn't detect movement in any of the sensors over a certain period of time it would lower the temperature of the house by 10 degrees to save energy. Oh, for Pete's <laughs> Didn't know it was turned on and was gone for a few days when we got really cold last month. Oh. And all of a sudden he gets a little beep on his cell phone alerting him that the temperature in his home had dropped down 10 degrees and he was panicked about his furnace. And, of course... It was all supposed to happen. It was, yeah, um, sent, it was sent designed another, on purpose. Sent another neighbor over there to check and immediately the furnace fired up when he... 
Yeah, the neighbor went into the house, but well, and I'm surprised he what didn't have the capability to actually raise the temperature from his, you know, turn it up from his phone. Uh, yeah, I, he might have, you know, that it, part maybe of this. he just wasn't. Maybe he just wasn't aware of that. But yeah, or that, that part of so the story cool didn't because, get related to me. But yeah, 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 because you can turn it way down, you know, when you're going to be gone, but then you don't want to come home to a freezing cold house. So you get to the airport, you turn it up, and by the time you're home, it's nice and warm. It's really awesome. Technology. Technology. What do without it. But a lot of the homes where I'm at are now 30 years old. So the furnaces, if they haven't been replaced, are getting close to being needing new furnaces, the homes right. are. Right. And so they'll start getting those fancy ones. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you happen to catch, um, I don't remember what, I was watching the news or something, this new smart glass? Or no. Not? So they're now making windows, especially not so much in homes yet, because I'm sure it's very expensive, but in hotels and in airports and in um, hospitals where there's a lot of glass, there's literally a, it literally is wired, it plugs in and it blocks the sun. So it like works as a sunshade, the glass does. Oh, neat. So they talked about like one airport in particular before they changed the glass, the seats close to the windows could get really hot. I think it was maybe Houston. The, the seats could get really, really hot and nobody would sit in them. But since they've changed the glass, it's like 20 degrees cooler in those seats. Isn't that cool? Well, I imagine in a climate like Houston or any place in the south. Where it has just a lot of bright sunshine for long heat. periods of time. What a heat. horrible thing to have to put up with. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it was just really cool. And like anything else, you know, sometimes when it's new, it's very expensive. But then maybe with time, it'll it'll come down because they said it was something like um, 50% more expensive than traditional glass. So, I mean, there's definitely some cost. But if you're not spending the money to cool the place down because if you're in a hospital or an airport you can't let it get super hot because no. that's not going to be good so you're going to use the energy to cool it down so if they can do it with the windows instead you know but then let it let it warm it up in the summer so they can control they can control what it does how I how dark it gets i suppose almost like the adjustable glasses you have that right. tint over so it's just cool so you we're cool. constantly seeing, you know, stuff like that and just some of the um the solar shingles that just look like shingles now. They don't even look like solar panels. I mean, there's just some really cool stuff out there. So it's fun to watch it. And you talk about the technology if you think about TVs and mm -hmm. these large TVs which are commonplace, which are far less expensive than the tube TVs that we used to buy so 30 years ago. There's oftentimes the argument of, are we going to have a TV in our main living room or are we not? And I'm not trying to be sexist at all, but oftentimes <laughs> the males in the house think it's a great idea. And the bigger and the, the better. females in the idea in the house are not as excited. But you've seen those big TVs that look like artwork. Yes. So when they're not on, it looks like you have a big, beautiful painting. Somebody was genius whoever <laughs> came up with that. So I've seen a few of those in houses, and I'm like, it's a mirror, and then it's a TV, or it's art, and it's a TV. And I'm thinking, that is the answer right there. So you're when it's not on, you're not looking at a TV at all. So and then, very cool. And then the men who come into the room go, where's the TV? Yeah, exactly. And there it is. So, yeah, just cool. It is amazing uh, the 
way things have changed as far as the home is concerned, especially when you think of televisions, because it used to be when you and I were growing up, usually it was one TV in one room. Oh, yeah. And now oh, you yeah. go to houses and, and there's then you a, had to fight over what you're going to watch. And I have yeah. one sister that and there's three well, channels. <laughs> if mom and dad were gone, she was she always got to decide because she was the oldest and she loved Star Trek and the rest of us did not. So we <laughs> were so mad. But anyway, such big problems we had. It's kind of funny. So talk about changing. You know, I've been talking a lot about how prices have changed. Right. I sold a house recently and it was in Country Club Manor. So just to give people an idea, I had the house listed. It's a two-story, very traditional. I mean, it's probably, I want to say it's at least 50 years old now. So 10 years ago, it was 40 years old. I'm guessing on the date, but you know, it might I mean. even not be a older, new house. Yeah. It might even be older. It might be 60 years old. Who knows? But anyway, um, when I initially listed it 10 years ago, I had it listed for $189.9, okay? And this lovely couple came into my open house and they ended up buying it. And it was, we were at a, we were in a market then. If the homes were priced right, you simply paid the price and got it. It wasn't necessarily bidding wars, but there wasn't necessarily deals to be had either, okay? So 10 years ago, they purchased the house for $189.9. They have made very few changes. So basically, you know, they have replaced carpet as needed or house maintenance, right? Keeping it. It's not like they remodeled. It's not like they added on. And they were a young family when they bought it with one or maybe two, maybe a second baby. Anyway, they have four kids now. It's been a great home for them. They're leaving the state, took a job out of state, so they sold it. And this time, I listed it for, can you take a guess? So one eighty nine nine ten years ago. Ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Two ninety. Three forty nine nine. Oh wow. You're kidding 349. me. And um it did go into multiple offers and they did get a little above the asking price. So I was absolutely delighted at that closing because they were so happy. It had been such a great home for them. They made so many great memories there, but they walked out of that closing with a really hefty check because, you know, they had been paying payments, of course. And then in addition to that, it went up so much in value. And that just makes me feel so good. And that just brings me back to what I say every week. Your house is a bank account that you can live in. It is a perfect way to build wealth and you get in it and you take care of it. And like I said, they didn't upgrade it. They didn't make any changes. If they had, they would have even gotten more money. Okay. So that was just taking the house and taking care of it and keeping it nice and using it and turning around and making such a nice profit. Oh my gosh, that just makes my day when that happens. (laughs) Absolutely Um, makes my day. Well, Robin, we'll take a really quick break here. We'll be back in a moment, okay? Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group Remax Results on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. 
We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. It's our new class of hearing devices. Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group, Remax Results, and Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back, everyone. Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group, Remax Results with us this morning. During the break, Robin, I was thinking about that, what that family did with that home, and you said, you know, they maintained it well. Right. Um, which you're going to have to do no matter what. Um, please do. Please do. I mean... Well, you people, should, right? Yes. I mean, people, it's like, don't don't buy a house and then put off projects. Don't let it diminish because it is your most valuable asset, and it is the way you're going to build wealth. So take time to take care of it. Like, I know... I. You guys probably remember me talking last summer. We tore all the decks off of all of our houses and had all new maintenance-free decks put on. Now, was that maybe overkill? But I was sick of looking at these warping, aging decks. And it's like, I can wait until they rot all the way through or I can just get it done, right? And because I do understand the importance of taking care of properties, then it's like, you want to do that. You want to absolutely do the best and maybe you are there things that you can do yourself like just putting new sealer you know i mean we could have taken better care of those decks and we went to gotten to where we got right but you get busy and you don't do it so it's like all right now take your own advice and keep this thing (laughs) you know keep it up to snuff so it's very important just when you have a property take good care of it and do the maintenance because houses do come with a lot of maintenance they are not maintenance oh, sure. by any means absolutely and we had the pleasure of having a brand new house for a number of years but after about seven or eight years right away you're you're gonna have to start doing some of these things Right. My dad still calls my house new. And I'm like, Dad, we built our house in 2005. It's 18 years old. It's not a new house. Now, compared to your house, you know, that I now own that he used to live in that is 100 years old. Yeah, that's a different story. But um, they you have to do things all along. Like you said, maybe you get away with five to seven years of not much, but then it starts. It does. There's no avoiding it unless you and I have seen people who have let the homes go yeah and then something happens and they have to move and move out they had just a terrible time selling their homes number one even though it was during this boom market that was crazy during covid but anybody looked at it looked at this home and said i'm gonna have to put a hundred thousand dollars into this house i actually have a listing like that that's going to be coming on the market and um I can't give any details because unfortunately that's not allowed, but I can just talk very generally. The gentleman called and he had owned the home for 40 years, but literally has done nothing, nothing. So the windows are, you know, 40 years old and weren't well maintained. So there's some that are gonna have to be replaced. He did get a new roof, probably had a hailstorm in the neighborhood, but does have a new roof and just recently put in a furnace. So, okay, take back that he did nothing. But the the inside of the house, like the wallpaper, literally has been hanging on the walls for 40 years and is coming apart at the seams. And some pieces are literally falling off the walls. And the carpet is 
you know, it needs to come out and the linoleum flooring needs to come out and the appliances need to come out. And that's fine because somebody will buy it and do all of that. But the point is, if he had just done that along the way, the price that I could sell it for would be so much different than the price we'll be able to sell it for in the condition it's in. When you when you talk to home buyers who are coming, especially brand new home buyers, young families, yeah, do you talk to them about budgeting, saying you know put this much money away, you know every year, say absolutely you're going to have to count on you're going to have to spend maybe a thousand dollars a year or a little bit more on just taking care of this place. And, and that's why when I'm helping like young buyers and they're buying something that's older, I'm much more concerned about the big ticket items, you know the the roof and the windows and the siding and the HVAC than I am the carpet and the paint colors and the kitchen appliances, right? Because some of those things are just much easier to change at your own pace, doing your own work, you know, keeping the cost down. But the big ticket items can really make or break, especially young new home buyers who don't have a lot of money in reserve. But also the new home buyers that we found out that when we built the house, they give you the allowances Right. For appliances and flooring. And you as a young person go, oh, I can make it work with those allowances. Yeah, you go over every time. No, do do go over every time because if you stay within the allowances, you will be replacing that flooring in. Yeah. It'll happen way too soon. And I think builders have gotten more conscientious about that. And they know that people's, you know, houses have gotten so expensive, right? And so they know that people's taste is better. So we have seen more, I shouldn't say taste is better, but they're, um, <laughs> that means like you had terrible taste, Andy. Well, we I just did. Mean they're, Trust they're, me, we did. <laughs> they're more, um, they, their wants are more, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Expectations think, are higher. Yeah, their expectations. It's because of the social media. Everybody knows what the influencers have and, you know, all that nonsense. So they know what they want coming in. And there's no way that the traditional flooring budget and lighting budget okay. is getting people what they want. So those budgets have been increased. Yeah, because this is what I'm getting at. Yeah, because now you're talking to, at the bare minimum of your building, you're talking 450 or 500,000. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. Yeah. Unreal. Recently, we sold a split level house, 2,100 square feet, new construction, 465,000. Whoa. Isn't that crazy? It is. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But it's kind of funny because one of my articles um, that I had for this week, and I have been ignoring them and not just kind of talking, but one of them was about builders really believe that all the media is still keeping people from building. You know, like, oh, it's the rates are going to go up again and building materials are still, you know, overinflated. But truthfully, that 2,100 square foot house on the existing home market would probably run you close to four, right? No, exactly. I mean, I'm not, we certainly didn't let them overpay. I mean, it's that's just the price that is, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what you get. We did we did get a few extra things like you know some extra allowance for appliances so they could get a washer and a dryer and a water softener. Well, but there's you pay a little bit more for brand new. You do, you do. Because I, there's I an advantage tell, to it. Well, and I always tell um, 
buyers, I explain to them the differences, you know, there's line items when people are pricing. So when it's new construction, it's very, very cut and clean because it's how much did the lot cost? Add how much did it cost to build the house? Add how much is it costing us to sell the house? Add what is our profit margin? And that's their number. So if you try to come in less than their asking price, the only thing that they can budge on is their profit margin. And this is their business. And not too many people are in the business of building a great house to pass on to some new buyers, but yet not making any money doing it because they wouldn't stay in business very long. So I, I always tell people, think about new houses like going to the mall and buying something. The price is the price is. You don't go in and start negotiating. And because there's no equity being factored in, that's right. the part that can be negotiated. Sure. Understandably. <laughs> we have to, oh, we'll Sorry. take our break. Nope. I'll say it again. Okay. We'll take a quick break, Robin, back in a moment on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM with Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group, Remax Results. We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. With Gwaltney Group Remax results this morning, as we always do on Saturday mornings here at News Talk 1340, KROC AM at 96.9 FM. And Robin, it's that time of our chat where I always ask you if you have any new listings. I do. Um, I have a hot townhome over at 2812 Wellington Lane. It just came on the market available for showings yesterday. And I think we had three or four yesterday and four more today. So it probably isn't going to last long. But the address is 2812 Wellington Lane Southwest. And that is part of the townhomes right directly across Circle Drive across from the um, Historical Society. Oh, sure. History Center. Yeah, right over there. And it's nice because most of those are slab on grade, but up on the hill, those up there have literally walkout lower levels. So this one is one of those. So it's a three bed, three bath with a two car garage. It's got a total of 3,124 square feet. Nice. Yeah, and it's this one happens to be handicap accessible. So like to the point where they've got one of those tracks in the ceiling and you can take somebody out of a bed with a Hoyer lift and bring yep. them from the bed all the way to the handicap shower that's in their bedroom. Nice. And it's got handicap opening doors where you just push the button and the door will open. So it's definitely um, really nice for somebody in a wheelchair. But, you know, you wouldn't have to be in a wheelchair to enjoy this townhome either. It's it's just zero entry, which any of us look forward to when we get to a certain age. You know, this does have a downstairs, so but you can enter from the outside, too. So it could be, you know, very, very nice place. And that one is three sixty nine nine. So a lot of house for the money. Yeah, so that's such a nice area out there too. It's a really nice area. Yeah, and then we have one um, a five bed, three bath, split entry house that was built in nineteen eighty seven, and this one has a total of twenty three hundred and fifty two square feet, and it's got a two car garage as well, and this one is. 2036 Beacon Drive Southwest and this one is 3 
$84.9. And oh, this one down in Winona is actually sold. We had a nice one at 1863 Gilmore Avenue, Winona, but it lasted two days and got into multiple offers. So wow. there you go. Not a oh, I guess I have a couple more. Sorry. Okay. I have 5012 Viola Road Northeast. And that is a very unique property. It is a big, it's 35 acres, okay? And it has a really nice big ranch, 4,176 square feet. But it has a building. I don't even know how big that building is. Maybe I have it written here somewhere, but it is a huge, huge, huge building with like a loading dock on it and everything. The guy that um, currently owns it is a plumber. It has a beautiful in-ground pool with a standing like pool cabana house. So really nice property. And that is at 5012 Viola Road Northeast for 1875000 So I got stuff all over the board. Sounds like plumbing is the business to get into. Yeah, well, I think he's been a very <laughs> successful business owner, for sure. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. So it's not match day yet, but it's this week, isn't it? Yeah, the 17th, I think. So Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we've already got, we've got residents in town. As a matter of fact, I have two that I'm already working with, and I'm like, how do you guys know that you've matched? Right to Rochester, but apparently this is a thing. They both matched last year to start this year. Oh, so they matched okay. last year on match day. So, but yeah, we are getting a lot of houses that are coming in that, as we call it, sweet spot, you know, that 250 to $350,000 price range. And they are on the market, off the market, on the market, off the market, on the market, off the market. So they're going really quick because it is the season. It is the spring season. So hopefully we'll get a lot more in that price range because yes, the residents will be flocking in. I know I have three coming next weekend, so that'll be busy. And I imagine if I'm in that selling mood and I have a house in that price range, this is the optimal time of the year. Oh my gosh, yeah. And you know, as I've been saying, we have like one month's worth of supply or maybe six weeks worth of supply. So if you're not ready to put it on for this frenzy, it's not going to matter. You're still going to get it sold for yeah. sure. Because a lot of times, you know, the residents who are leaving aren't leaving until the end of June. So they're like, gosh, the incoming don't come in until July. So even though they've matched, do we really have to get in a big hurry to do this? So we have noticed in the last couple of years that it kind of just stays really busy from now until July because of that. Which is the, good. Okay. Yeah. The... Uh the movement, the immigration and emigration or whatever. Best you thing know. about our market, you know, it's a, it's a very Turns. transitional, yes, um, community. People come, right. people go. Well, Robin, if you have one of those homes that will be in that sweet spot, doesn't matter. If you have a home you want to sell. Yeah, or if, if you're, you're out the people there, we'll... coming or the people going, yeah. we'll help you. We would love <laughs> to help you. So feel free to check us out on our website, which is gwaltneygroup.com and learn about the team and see what we do. Or call my cell phone and I will directly help you or put you in touch with the correct person on the team to help you. That number is 507-259-4926. All right. That's Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group Remax Results. On News Talk 1340, KROC AM and... This is News Talk 1340.